Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula, CEO of Digital Dawn, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Here on the Ecom Profit Podcast, I open Pandora's box and share with you and other ecom business owners weekly topics that will help you explode your business online. I outline my tried and true secret sauce, the D2D method, that's guaranteed to bring your business results. As an entrepreneur myself, I try to pull out all the same entrepreneurial passions in others. So get ready to be fired up about your business and let's have a great time. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula. And today, we are going to talk about staying in your zone of genius and not doing everything in your business. And the reason I'm bringing this topic up is because I'm actually a product of this topic, meaning that I, for the first couple of years of my business, didn't follow this piece of advice or didn't follow this recommended approach to business. And I'll tell you, it created some real uh, bottlenecks and roadblocks that I want to hopefully keep you from experiencing. So for those of you who have, maybe this is your first podcast you're listening to or don't know my background, I'll just give you the 30-second version here of I'm a former corporate executive that worked for a major retailer, a major Fortune 25 retailer for many, many years and has, you know, as part of that was very used to having other people help me in my positions that I had with that company. So I frequently had, you know, administrative assistants, I had support staff, I had teams of people that I was leading, and I was very comfortable and confident in delegating out the things that I knew I was not necessarily great at. And because I had these other people that were part of my team, I sort of felt, I guess, for lack of a better word, obligated (laughs) to give them things that they were supposed to do or things that were more in their zone of genius versus my zone of genius. And so it became really, you know, comfortable and something that I was very comfortable and confident doing. And it actually ended up making me a great leader, um, somebody who was able to delegate tasks easily, someone who was able to find the right person and, you know, outsource or give people those types of things. And I was able to really offload my non-zone of genius tasks to people who were on my team. So let's fast forward uh, many years and having worked at this company for a long time, getting rewards and recognition for being a great leader, having great teams, all of that kind of stuff. Fast forward to uh, 2014 or, or back up, I guess, to 2014 when I started my own business. I left my Fortune 25 C-suite you know, cozy job to jump into the world of entrepreneurship and recognized and realized very quickly. I think it was like the first week that I was at my home office and I realized, oh my God, I don't have a support team. Like my computer wasn't working. And I remember thinking to myself, 
who who do I call? Where where do I go? I I'm so used to having all of these people around me or I could just pick up the phone and have somebody come from IT come down and fix my computer and and I kind of had this moment <laughs> not that I didn't know I wasn't going to have people but I I think there is something fundamentally different <laughs> about working for yourself at home sitting in an office for the first time and for those of you who have had former corporate jobs who have turned entrepreneurs after the fact can really appreciate this in that you know all of of a sudden you have this sort of, I don't know, eye-opening experience where you recognize, holy crap, I don't have anybody but me. So I have a, a skill set, like if you've ever taken Strengths Finder, if you haven't done that, I would highly recommend that you do that. But if you haven't taken Strengths Finder, um, you should. And it, it kind of tells you kind of like your top five strengths. And the company that I worked for um, before, they were very big into, you know, like disc profiles and strength finders and Colby and Myers-Briggs and all those types of things. And they're all good for a variety of different reasons. But the strengths finder has sort of been the one that has stuck with me um, and been consistently the same throughout my career. And I'm telling you this because it does have to do with staying in your zone of genius and and delegating and not doing it all. And here here's the thing. So my strength finders really are around analytics is my number one, being competitive, and that's competitive with myself, being competitive with, you know, my drive, kind of all of that stuff. Um, discipline is uh, my third one where I'm, I'm very self-disciplined, which I equate to um, driven at the same time. My, um, fourth one is a learner. So in a constant state of learning and wanting to learn. And the fifth one is a relator. So having good relationships with people and teams and those, you know, around me. And I tell you this because it does play out into how the first part of my business went versus how it should have gone. And, as an analytical person and as someone who constantly wants to learn and someone who constantly wants to be at the head of the pack, these created all of these, these tendencies, these strengths of mine had a tendency to create this mindset that I was going to be the one to figure it all out. I was going to be the one that was going to do all the things and I was going to be, you know, the the person, right? And that's great and a really great like sort of mindset to have when you're just getting started as far as like drive and determination and resilience and and analytics and being able to, you know, kind of find all of the things that you should be doing and the competitive spirit of like not, you know, giving up and all that stuff. But what it did create and, and the challenge that it created for me was really around thinking that I had to be the person that did the IT stuff. I had to be the person that figured out how to do all of the technical things. I had to be the person that figured out all of the systems, all of the tools, all of the behind the scenes, and all of the things that we as entrepreneurs know go, in, go into running a business. So for the first two years, two and a half, maybe, okay, let's just say three years. We'll, we'll, we'll be honest here. Three years of my business, I took every course I could get my hands on. 
I did every certification humanly possible. I did all of the training modules. I did free trainings. I did paid trainings. I went to workshops. I took courses. I found people online who I wanted to emulate. And I started, you know, going to their groups. And I started, and I was learning, 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 learning. And I felt like, wow, I have really empowered myself with all of this knowledge and my my skill sets at my corporate job. And now this, and I'm going to be able to like tackle the world. And what ended up happening was I got to a place in my business where my growth sort of stalled. I I had a great first year. I made a lot of money. And I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, this is like so amazing. I can actually do this. I'm like, oh, you know, I don't have to go back and work for somebody else. I can do this. I can make it happen. And then the second year, I was like, okay, I still feel really empowered. And I started kind of adding in different services to my, you know, a business. And I was really learning more. And I was getting like more clients, different types of clients. And I was having success. And by the end of the second year, I sort of remember thinking, huh, this is getting harder and harder and harder. And it's feeling a little bit heavy. And it's not like, as fun as it used to be. And I remember thinking, okay, so I better just take another course or I better just do another thing because that's what's made me successful so far. So I better just get on it and and get my head down and start doing more of the things. What I should have done, and this is the, the point of the podcast, what I should have done is recognized at that point in my business that I was not the expert in all of the things. I shouldn't have been the expert in all of the things. And I should have started to recognize and realize that I need help and I need additional support in areas where it isn't my zone of genius. These aren't the things that I'm really good at. These aren't the things that I should, as the CEO of a company, be doing. Nonetheless, spending hours and hours of time trying to learn the thing. What I should have been leaning into was my zone of genius of, yes, being super analytical. Yes, being really competitive. Yes, learning and, you know, having great discipline and being able to have a good relationship with people. Those are all really strong things that I should lean into, but in my zone of genius. So that zone of genius is in marketing. That zone of genius is in finance. That zone of genius is in operations. It's not in figuring out how to execute a a CRM system or how to get point A to point B to to talk to each other or how to get into the minutia of all of the social media accounts and how do you, you know, set them all up and what tools do you use? And you get my point. All of the things that we as business owners struggle with in our businesses are, and, and the things that make us feel heavy in my experience, and I've talked to hundreds of business owners, the things that they feel like are the heaviest or the things that weigh them down are things that they're doing that are outside of their zone of genius. I have a client that is 
uh, an amazing artist and she creates beautiful artwork. She creates beautiful courses on teaching people how to be amazing artists or how to use art as therapy. And she is one of the most right brain creative people I have ever known. To have her sit down and analyze her business and to walk through the numbers and to, you know, go through spreadsheets and tactically learn <clears throat> all the different things about, you know, how these stats are improving her overall conversions and this, that, and the other thing, it, it doesn't work for her. It would be like torture, right? And, and, she recognized that this is not her zone of genius, that she's in the right brain creative space, and she needed to find someone who was in the left brain space, which was me. And together, we have created the synergy of left brain, right brain, and she's gotten me a little bit out of my left brain and gotten me into more of more of the right brain side of, of my being. And I think I've pulled her a little bit into the left brain side. But the reality is that if she had just kept trying, 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 trying to do all of these things, she would have burned herself out or she would have stalled her business or she would have ended up being probably pretty miserable, which is exactly where I found myself at the end of year two and the beginning of year three. I really had to do some soul searching to decide, first of all, was this even really something that I wanted to keep doing? If I was going to keep doing it, I recognized the fact that I needed to get some help and that I needed to get someone who could support me doing the things that I knew I wasn't really good at. I am not a great day-to-day -day executor of all of the details. I am definitely more of a visionary type of leader. I, I love the analytics of the business and I love learning about how those analytics make decisions, but I'm not a copy paste onto a spreadsheet kind of gal. You know what I mean? And, and that's just not my zone of genius. But I kept pushing myself and kept thinking that this was what it took to have and run a successful business. But after so long, it does impact your ability to grow. It does imp impact your mindset and it does impact your ability to kind of get to that next level. So I share all of this with you because I know, like I said, I've talked to many, many business owners that are feeling like that now. And I think as a business, we often go through life cycles, not just with sales, but also life cycles in product offerings, life cycles in how we feel about the business, life cycles in just the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur. I, I saw a visual one time that was like a whole bunch of peaks and valleys on a graph, like really high, really low, really high, really low. And the caption read, this is the day in the life of an entrepreneur. And, and I don't know about you, but I find that to be so true is that every day you, you're on a high or you're on a low or, or, you know, you just never know what to expect. And for some of us, that's the best part of being an entrepreneur is that you have the ability to set your own destiny. You have the ability to be able to create something out of nothing. But the highs and the lows of being an entrepreneur are steep. There, there's days that are super high and days that are super low. So my, my advice, my recommendation, my encouragement to you is recognize when you're at a place in your business 
where maybe things aren't feeling great or your sales have plateaued or you're really struggling to get to that next level or to get to the next milestone, whatever that might be. And think about why that's so hard and challenging for you right now in your business. And maybe it's because you're trying to do it all. Maybe it's because you are not spending the time focusing on your specific zone of genius, but rather thinking that you have to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders and that that's the only way that 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 your business is going to be successful or that that's what success looks like is taking this all on yourself. Now, I get a lot of pushback when I tell newer business owners or business owners that aren't making a lot of money, you know, well, I can't afford to, you know, hire people to come around me. I can't, you know, I'm not a company or a corporation like you used to work for. I don't have the resources or I don't have the money to hire somebody to come in and like manage all my stuff day to day. It's just not there. And I agree that that isn't always an option for everyone, but it's probably more of an option than you think. And here's why I say that, because if your time could be freed up to to actually focus on your zone of genius, which would make you more sales, which would take you to the next level, which would improve or get you to that milestone and could free your time up, wouldn't that be worth it? Wouldn't the ROI or the return on investment of hiring even a part-time person to take some of that load off, wouldn't that return on investment, not just for your mental well-being, but for your business growth, it would so be worth it. And sometimes it does require an investment. Sometimes it does require a leap of faith to another person to be able to give them some of those things that you have been controlling your entire business career up until that point. But if you don't, you're going to find that you're going to hit a roadblock at some point pretty soon in your business where things are going to get tough. They're going to mentally feel draining. They're going to feel like you're slogging through it or you're just not as happy as you once were. Or maybe you're going to see it play out in your sales. And so I encourage you, if you are at this point in your business or if it even feels like business has maybe been stagnant, maybe take a step back and really evaluate where you are spending your time. How are you spending your time? Are you trying to do it all yourself? And are you really playing in your zone of genius? What made you a successful entrepreneur in the first place is most likely because you stepped into something that you created you saw as a problem, or it was your zone of genius, or all of them, hopefully, and you were able to build a business based off of that. A lot of the e-com business owners that we work with are um, making products. They're making brand. They're making their own brands. It's their own brand product, and that is their zone of genius, not the slogging through, figuring out how to update their website or figuring out how to post on social media every day or how to get the emails to be sent out. And a lot of times those things feel like torture to some of us, right? Even though I'm super analytical, doesn't mean I want to be doing those things. That's not where my zone of genius is. So as we wrap up today, I've got a couple of things I just want you to stop and think about. First of all, take the Strengths Finder. It's a really cool tool. It kind of gives you some insight as to where your business, your head, your your tendencies are. I think it's it, it's a cool a cool easy tool um, to to get some insight. But then also, just stop and think. Like, are you really having 
challenges in your business right now. What are some of those challenges? Has or have sales plateaued? Or are you really feeling this level of slogging through? And if so, reflect on whether or not you are actually doing the thing in your business that you love the most. And if you're not, then it's time to reevaluate and it's time to look at whether or not you're trying to do everything yourself and if it's time to maybe delegate, unload, and give someone else some of those tactics and tasks that that you just really don't enjoy anymore. Now, I've got other podcasts and and I encourage you to listen to them on how to hire these people. Like, where do you go find these people that you need to delegate to? You know, whether it's a virtual assistant or it's a social media manager or it's a marketing agency or whatever it might be. I've got other podcasts with experts that really do talk about how to find these people and how to leverage them in a way that makes it really easy for your business. They're affordable. And, and how you can use those types of people in your business to ensure that you're staying in your zone of genius. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this was helpful for you. And for those of you who are <clears throat> at a place of burnout or for those of you who are feeling burned out, I encourage you, please stop, take a minute, listen to yourself and, and find your zone of genius again. I think you'll find that you will get a new sense of energy, a new sense of purpose, a new vision once you recognize what's holding you back. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you've heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to see if you're a good fit to work with the Digital Dawn team, head over to digitaldawnagency.com forward slash contact and let's book a call. Thanks so much again and until next time.